Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy. Oh, hello. Today, Betsy, we're back from vacation. Hell there, yeah. There hasn't been a break for you guys, but uh, <laughs> we haven't done this for a couple it's of weeks. It's been a hot second. So, hey, we're back. And today we are going to go to the theater. The theater. And watch a brand new movie. We are. We're going to go and watch Thor Love and Thunder. Uh-huh. Another brand new Marvel movie. They keep making them, guys. They cannot Whether be you stopped. like it or not. <laughs> we, Thor... were just, we were just talking about Morbius, not an official Marvel movie. No. But, you know, it also exists. <laughs> they they slap the, the Marvel thing at the very beginning, but it's not a Marvel studio. It's a Marvel joint. property. They own it. They're just yeah. loaning it out. Technically, it is in the Sony Spider-Man-averse. Whatever you want to call that it nonsense. Is. It is. That's that's Sony's. <laughs> Thank God we're not watching Morbius today. We're watching Thor. <laughs> we're watching Thor Love and Thunder. Betsy, this is a brand new movie. Uh-huh. What do you know about this one? So we're going to be revisiting the world of Thor through the eyes of Taika Waititi. Again. So... He directed the last one of these, so Thor yep. Ragnarok, which is arguably, if not just quantifiably, the best Marvel movie, certainly the most entertaining, because yeah. he has just got this really quirky style and humor, and that movie is funnier than it has any right to be. Yeah. It is like just action-packed and badass slow-motion shots with lightning and there's you know chicks 80s yeah there's chicks kicking ass yeah it's so 80s and colorful and i love it this one is so great so i think it's gonna be a little bit of a continuation of that to a degree (laughs) yeah so like betsy said arguably thor ragnarok is the best marvel movie i think betsy and i would probably try to make that argument if pressed yeah. Uh, as far as like entertaining, it is without a doubt the most entertaining Marvel movie. Right. It just depends on your taste. Do you like yeah. funny, the funny Marvel stuff? Do yeah. you like the dramatic Marvel stuff? Where do you fall on the spectrum? Yeah. And I would say if you're, if we're going to actually have a debate here, I would say No Way Home is an excellent, excellent movie. Mm-hmm. But... That's less of a Marvel movie than it is a nostalgia trip for oh, yeah. all of the Spider-Man fans. That's super fan service. Of, of, the, <laughs> of the other five movies that came before Tom Holland. Yeah. And we already talked about all that stuff in, in our No Way Home episode. somewhere else. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> it's one of our best ones. Anyway, we're going to talk about Love and Thunder this time. Uh, so based on what I've kind of gleaned from the internet, this movie's been out for a week Full disclosure, we're going to go and see this on Saturday. The, the episode comes out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Tight so, turnaround. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the movie has been out for about a week now. It's actually got some very mixed reviews. Yeah, I think the people who really liked Love and Thunder and really liked Taika Waititi yeah. are in the camp of this movie's amazing. And some people would go so far as to say it's better than yeah. than Ragnarok and other people they just come out right at and say this is not a Marvel movie ah screw them who the hell cares yeah <laughs> if it's good who cares yeah and I'm but of course Ragnarok came out before Endgame and yes. all those other ones that that finalized all the first what three phases of this 
right. Marvel we're, Universe. We're now in solidly in phase four. Oh, yeah. So this is post-Endgame. Yeah. We've got the dude Thor at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. He's got his long hair, his big beard, and his big beer gut. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we start with him out in the universe with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And we had just f- watched Endgame recently. We did. We, we rewatched Endgame just to kind of set the stage for where we are here where we left off yeah so i would recommend that people go out at least watch the ending the last like 20 minutes or whatever the last half hour to an hour maybe you know what the story is just get the recap of that and you're fine you don't need to watch all three hours of endgame no because remember (laughs) it's three hours long it is good god anyway so we rewatched that at the end of endgame like you said thor is still big thor he gives up power let's say he's the king of asgard he abdicates he abdicates and gives power over to valkyrie mm-hmm. and she's kind of not so keen on it right away um you know she takes it up and we've seen some trailers of this of her like f- sitting on the throne in she is suit, she is in bored. town <laughs> yeah in, in a, in a bomb ass business suit that's right yeah uh, Korg is still hanging out, I guess. I don't think we see him at the end of Endgame, but I think Korg is still there. Right. I think he stays on Earth, but maybe yeah. he goes up in space. Who knows? Yeah. And then I know somewhere, somehow, we run into Jane, Thor's ex-girlfriend, who now has Thor powers. Right. And That's like, the big question about this one. Well, I have no idea how that happens, because the last time... Natalie Portman was a part of one of these movies. She was in a little tiny scene in Endgame, and that's it. And, and that's I'm barely. I'm still unconvinced that they actually did new footage for that. It was. It totally was. I I looked that up. Okay. That was actually her. Because she made an appearance. They don't show her like at all. She's it's, like from the side, from far away. And that's intentional. Okay. So. Either way, she's barely in that movie. I barely even count that as an appearance. Right. So she has been long absent from this series. I don't think she's actually been in a Marvel movie since Thor Dark, The Dark World. No, not unless you count the 12 seconds she's in Endgame. I don't. I don't. (laughs) And that's been a while. Yeah. That was many years ago. That was still like phase one and a half. I think that was the beginning of phase it two. It was post-Avengers, yeah. but pre-Ragnarok. I yeah. don't know, somewhere in the, there. They mentioned her a couple of times. She's mentioned yeah. in Ragnarok. Well, and here's where it gets interesting, because you have told me that this is described as Marvel's first rom-com. Yes. I, I, I saw somebody liken this movie as, it is the Marvel Universe's first romantic comedy. And this is also Taika Waititi's first romantic comedy. Yeah. Because all he does is pretty much comedies. Uh, yeah, as far as I have seen, he's only done comedy. Because even like, like well, Hunt, Hunt for the Wilder People is is a com- and comedy. And Jojo Rabbit is more comedy than anything. It's got some dramatic it elements. It does have dramatic and some elements. sad elements. Yes. But. He'll get there eventually. Yeah. So. <laughs> Suffice it to say, we love Taika Waititi in this house. Absolutely. And we will see anything that he puts out. It's true. I'm excited about this one. It's yeah. it's going to be different because they like to have fun with the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. With him at the helm, you know it's going to be fun because Ragnarok was. There's a lot of plot points that 
I clearly don't know the answers to because we haven't watched this movie. But, yeah. you know, they were not shy about the fact that Jane's going to have Thor powers. <laughs> right. And like how the hell that happens. Who we knows? Know. We'll find out. She got big beefy arms. <laughs> yeah. And she can like wield the, the hammer Mjolnir. And we also see in the trailers that the hammer is the hammer that was destroyed at by the at the beginning of Ragnarok. It's put back together somehow. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So also at the end of Endgame, Steve Rogers takes the hammer back in the past with him. Right. It's a whole when he goes back thing. Yeah, when he goes back <laughs> to put the stones back, he has the hammer with him. But he and doesn't presumably with it. presumably he left it in wherever. Right, well, but that doesn't make any sense if the hammer he took was the one that Thor went and recovered. Right, all I'm saying is that there, there isn't an intact hammer in this timeline right now. Correct, that we know of. That we know sure. of. And we also don't know, like, how long are the Guardians going to be in this? Are they only in the first, like, five minutes I and they drop him off? Yeah, I have to imagine the Guardians will not be in this movie much. I don't think so. Um, are we going to get any other side characters? You know, like, Mark Ruffalo was a big piece of Ragnarok. Are we yeah. going to get any other buddies to have an adventure with? Sure. And once again, we haven't watched the Loki television series. Yeah. So I'm just really hoping that's not relevant. I don't think so. The the TV series have been selectively relevant to the movies that have been released to date. So far. Of the phase four stuff. Yeah. So some of it has been more important than others. Like the the stuff in Doctor Strange. You kind of needed some details. You absolutely needed to see WandaVision. Yeah. So WandaVision was important. Important. And then there was like one little piece of the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier right. that was in Black Widow. So it's it's hard to say. I'm going to guess it's going to be very minor if they have any allusions yeah. to Loki at all. I think Betsy and I will actually watch Loki like pretty soon. Yeah. Like we're, we're past due to get some of that done. Again, we watch movies. We don't really watch a lot of TV. And we, we haven't don't. had a lot of time <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, as of late. So, yeah, we are planning on sitting down to get at least a little caught up with the Marvel TV stuff and the Disney plus of Well, shit, there's two more shows since the last time yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. It's hard to stay on top Everybody of it. Everybody seems to think that Ms. Marvel is pretty good. And Moon Knight is Moon Knight is bag. very mixed bag. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to actually watch that one, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I like Oscar Isaac. I like Oscar Isaac. I just don't think that that show needed to exist, but eh. I guess we'll see. But anyway, we're not talking about TV shows here. We're going to go now and watch Thor Love and Thunder. We will be right back. back that was thor love and thunder betsy yes it was were you thunderstruck <laughs> they didn't play that song in this movie no <laughs> yeah 
I thought this one was fun. I thought it was cool. I don't think it was as good as Ragnarok, so those people are crazy. <laughs> no. It, I feel like this movie, I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the first half of it was really, really good. The second half of the movie, it didn't drag, but I just didn't care. You, you weren't invested. The stakes were not high enough. And maybe I'm just spoiled from all of the Avengers movies. <laughs> We've where... had so many of these intricately woven, yeah. long, drawn-out plots where the stakes are really high. Where something is happening in every single MCU movie that is propelling the entire story, the overarching story forward. There is no overarching story anywhere. No. This is just the continuing adventures of Thor. What did they say? Another classic Thor adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And you That's know, kind of the joke in this movie. They say it a few times. And that's yeah. basically what this is. It's another classic Thor adventure. And Thor is a good character. Chris yes. Hemsworth is really funny. And everybody has really good chemistry together. But, like, the overall story, I don't think it needed to be there. It's just one more enemy that they have to defeat where, you know, at the at the very end, still, nobody dies. Nobody dies. Uh, I mean, that's not entirely true, but it also is true. Because everybody who dies doesn't really yeah. cease to exist. Let's we put had it that someone way. die. We're going to just skip right to the end here. So, yeah, spoilers if you don't actually know. What uh, are you listening to this for if exactly. you haven't watched this movie? <laughs> Hamdahl is back, but he's in Valhalla. Yeah. Which is the Norse version of heaven. Yeah, and of course we're there because, again, spoiler alert, really, turn back now. We're going to talk about spoilers. Jane dies in the end. She got cancer. She got stage four cancer. She got super cancer. So yeah, this movie gets a little dark, but even in like romantic comedies that we, we mentioned before in the intro, there's some dark stuff about that too. Sure, and you know, there was kind of this moment where... Throughout this movie, I sort of felt the impending doom. I kind of figured she would die just because they're sure. setting it up. And where does this story go? This is the fourth Thor movie. Yeah. She hasn't been in any. Why is she here? Why is she relevant? Yeah. She's to give him the spark he needs to get out of his funk. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, for a little while, I was like, shit, are they going to kill Thor? Because, you know, we've already nixed Captain America. Now it's yep. a new Captain America. That's yep. coming in the near future. We've already killed off some other characters. We have completely separated Spider-Man off into his own universe. He's yep. now back with Sony. Yep. So it wouldn't be entirely unheard of for them to just be like, peace out, Thor. Yeah. Even right if it's out, just like retirement. Right out into the sunset, you showed everybody your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all he showed. He showed a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I really wasn't that surprised by the end of it. But they at least gave you a justifiable reason for why are we here and how did we get here? Yeah. So I felt satisfied with the logic of how Jane gets to be the mighty Thor, as yeah. she calls herself. Yeah. Uh, going back to the intro, so we had kind of neglected to mention that Christian Bale is in this movie. Right. It's not that we didn't know that. We definitely did. Yeah. But he's so heavily made up, and they always focus on the rest of the characters and not the villains in the trailer, yeah. that I just sort of forgot to mention it. Because sure. Christian Bale is one of those guys that does have the capacity to sort of disappear into his roles. He's a method totally. actor. That's totally. why he's got a reputation. And I think he actually was really good in this movie. Absolutely. We 
we've talked about this before as far as pertains to Marvel. And I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or just you and me. Okay. But they have all these guys and girls running around being comic book heroes, having a good time. And they need one person who's the real serious actor to lend the movie gravitas. You got Angelina Jolie in Eternals. Yeah. That's the biggest name that they've had in these movies up until now. I think Christian Bale is right on on the same scale. Right. He's another Oscar winner. Yeah. I, he's got one. He might have two. I can't remember. I don't remember. Uh, but he's got an Oscar, and he, like I said, is a method actor. This mm-hmm. dude, once he's in character, stays in character. And he's scary as hell in this movie. Yeah. It gets really dark, and... It's twisted. I could see this one being maybe a little scary for children because Uh of his character. He's very creepy, and he does a really good job of playing up that whole thing. But I think Gore is his character's name. Mm -hmm. Gore is very... His story is very cliche. It's simple. Which is why I think the overarching story of this movie is... So kind of boring and blah. It's a very standalone, here's an issue of the comic. Sure. We're going to wrap it all up at the end. And maybe you liked this issue and maybe you didn't. And I get why people are really torn about this one. Yeah. Because of this element. Like, I didn't dislike it. I actually quite liked this one. There's mm-hmm. some really fun action sequences. Yeah. It has the Taiko Atiti comedy like we talked about. It's mm-hmm. very funny. The music is amazing. You were looking oh, up. Yeah. You shazammed the score that was playing yeah. over the end. Yeah. The Thor Love and Thunder score. Like, the album that came out for the score of this movie movie just the title do tracks. yourself a favor and look this up because it has some of the goofiest song titles like people don't think about this when composers are doing all these pieces every segment has a name so everybody talks about like star wars in the prequel you've got the duel of the fates arguably yeah. the greatest star wars piece of music in history but it had a name yeah. and people say duel of the fates they know what it means right. this movie's no exception but the names are so stupid i love it <laughs> so trent has it pulled up he's gonna share I, i'll some. just share a couple of them here again this is just track names i have no idea what the music is i don't know what goes with what but <laughs> uh we have the power of thor compared tells you <laughs> we have one wish to rule them all all's fair in love and thor uh surely temple surely surely temple because they're in a temple get uh-huh. it uh-huh. <laughs> uh thoring to new heights agorphobia agorphobia uh see jane thor the not ready for new asgard players they're great indigar with the diva which if is uh, Indigata Davida. Yeah. <laughs> and the best one, Bedside Hammer. Of course, Bedside Hammer. <laughs> so yeah, you've got that. And then you've got where Ragnarok was more like Led Zeppelin, 1970s kind of rock. This yeah. is more 1980s had, like, yeah, hair late, metal. Late 70s and early 80s kind of stuff. This is late 80s. This is fully Guns N' Roses, uh-huh. hair metal. Yeah. There was some other, like, Dio played Dio over the was credits. In the credits. Rainbow yeah. in the Dark. What a uh-huh. great choice for uh-huh. this movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's mostly, like, the the Guns N' Roses uh, uh, stuff in, in the soundtrack here. There's a lot of references to that stuff. 
including Thor's look basically at the beginning of the movie where he's like, he's going to go out to battle with the guardians and he's got this white t-shirt slash leather vest combo Mm -hmm. all put together like that wearing, he's wearing jeans, right? I don't even know. I was so distracted by his very large arms. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, But yeah, that entire look is very late 80s, early 90s. Absolutely. And he's got the long hair back. I'm glad they kind of cut to the chase where... Korg is telling a story to the children yeah. and he's like, let me tell you about Thor and this is what happened and all these people died and he was sad. And so he went off with the guardians and decided to get into hot Thor bod again <laughs> and he put in <laughs> no the more, work. No more sad bod. No more sad bod. And that's all in the first like couple of minutes. Yeah. And then he just, you know, starts showing up and kicking ass again and making quips and big speeches and the guardians are like what the hell is with this guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's the introduction of of, uh thor but the the very beginning of the movie we get the backstory of christian bale a little bit yeah they just sort of dive they just go right into it you were like is this the movie (laughs) right we got done with all the previews in the theater and it just boom right into it so we've got gore uh, holding on to what is we reveal later that is his daughter who is dying. Or they're out in the desert. They're wandering the desert. Yeah, and they're dying, and then she dies. She, she dies in his arms, and he's like devoted to his god, whatever god name this was. I didn't catch it. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. So after she dies, she, he's all sad, but then he finds this oasis on his wherever planet this is. He goes there and he's there's the typical oasis stuff. There's water, there's food, there's then he finds his gods. Yep, his god his is god. there. Yeah, and it's very, very contrived, I think, to have his god be there. And then this other creature had just been felled and had the, the sword. The necro sword. Called the necro sword. And, you know, there's not really a whole lot of backstory with that. No, there's some like passing dialogue as far as it's an ancient right. sword that we've heard of and it's, you know, wields death. They gave more context to the Ten Rings than they did this sword. They did. They did. So maybe that's one of the little things where it's like, it's evil because reasons. <laughs> right. It's just dark. It makes everything dark and the shadows and And evil whatever. and it corrupts the soul of whoever wields sure, it. Sure, why not? So yeah, Christian Bale is a devout follower of his God and yeah. his God to his face tells him there's nothing waiting for you. So right. he loses faith and he decides well fuck it i'm gonna kill all the gods yeah and it's quite the leap there it is yeah it's quite the leap in logic to go from i'm worshiping you i gave up my daughter for you yep and i renounce i'm on my knees praying to you right in front of you and you betray me to my face and you won't help me yeah yep so yeah i i get the the turn here but again it's very dramatic it happens very quickly yeah and then he you know is selected by the sword and he sees a vision about what well, he has he gets, to do he gets these voices in his head yep and he gets these visions of like where to go and he's it's like something about like seek the bifrost yeah he's hearing a voice yeah there's a voice talking to him and i guess the voice is the sword i think so i i would interpret it that way because He's being summoned to the Oasis. The reason he went to the Oasis was he heard yeah, a voice. So right. yeah, he was selected by the sword. Like he's crawling out of the water and he put Which, his hand on it and cut his hand yeah. and it didn't do anything to and him. And presumably 
the sword called out to him because the other guy who was already dead had just died right. and the sword needed a new master. Correct. So that's the only thing I can really think of to explain all that stuff. Yeah. But after that, after uh, a Gore's kind of introduction to it, we get a new Marvel logo sequence. And Betsy... The sequence is the same. The sequence is the, the same. The music was different. But the music that goes along with it is probably one of the best things in the movie. It's like an 80s hair metal version yeah. of the Marvel theme. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, great. It, it was perfect. But then we go into the into Korg telling... Let me tell you the story of, of Thor. And we have the Enya song yeah. playing over... Only time. Oh. <laughs> oh man, the music in this movie is probably the best portion of it. It really is, and that's really something to say about a Marvel movie. They don't always go full bore on the songs you know and love. Sure, sometimes like they throw one in there, like right. Iron Man has. A Iron few. Man has the ACDC song. Yeah, I would say if any movie up to this point has done it, it's been the Iron Man series. And then they sprinkle that into Spider-Man because it's influenced by Iron Man. But yeah, this one and the last Thor one in particular, Mm -hmm. lots of modern songs. The licensed music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we get more of the story, what we already talked about. Thor, yeah, they have this sequence of him. They don't really explain what the hell he's doing. He. He puts his his uh, axe down. He plants the axe. Yeah, he's so sad because all he's been doing is fighting and he's yeah. lost everybody he loves. So he pops the sword into the ground, which if you remember, the handle is made of part of Groot. Yeah. So it's an actual tree branch. Right, right. <laughs> and he plants it into the ground. He's there long enough. It takes root. <laughs> yeah. So, and again, the, the voiceover says, I'm going to be there until somebody comes to you and says, Thor, I need you to help me to win, win this, this battle. Spell. And then, of course, uh, Peter Quill shows up. He's like, yeah. Thor, we need you to help us win this battle verbatim. <laughs> There's right. a lot of those moments. <laughs> right. And he's he's got this like robe thing on and he goes, he he's, happens, he's been with the Guardians for years. For however long. They say years. Years. Did they? Yes. Okay. So, which also explains why he gets all of his hair back. Well, he also says when he meets up with Jane, it's been eight years, seven months in this right. many days. He knows to the day. <laughs> right. So, hey, so they're on this planet. They're helping these creatures out because their god was just killed by mm-hmm. the, what is it, the god butcher? The god butcher is they what call Gore. Him. Yeah, is what, what Gore's new moniker is, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. He goes off and kicks ass. We get welcome to the jungle playing. So <laughs> He does the splits. Yeah. There's these weird like Jim Henson Muppet looking He does goons. the Jean-Claude Van Damme splits yep. on a couple of the vehicles that they have and yeah, it's it's a cool sequence, but there's not really a lot special about it. No, like I said, the the dudes that he's fighting, they look like Muppets. They yeah. reminded me of things from like Labyrinth right. or and like the, the Dark dude, Crystal. The dude up on like the the Gatling gun at the top had an had a, like an owl head. Yeah, they were like weird, weird. A combination of owl slash, um, what's his name, Hug Huggums. The the big mouth flapping Muppet who's just like <laughs> six feet tall. Okay. <laughs> They're very furry ones. It's oh, just sweet. very Sweetums. Sweetums. That's yeah. his name, okay. yeah. And it's very like I just got Jim Henson vibes. I get that. Yeah. When they were kind of branching out and making kooky stuff in the eighties. La- very labyrinth type 
looking dudes and they're like big wide eyes and they're just like <laughs> right and he just kicks ass and you know yeah. takes and I, names and i don't remember how we get to this next section do we just cut and jane is going through the the machine yeah i think so yeah. we basically somewhere along here find out that jane has cancer they don't actually say the word cancer well, until she tells him it's cancer sure you know what it is you know what it is because they're, they're saying chemo and she's, she's like sick she's and... going through like an mri machine she's sitting there in the stereotypical seat next to someone else who is having the chemo done yep. through the iv and then darcy shows up yeah with and snacks with snacks because of course you need to get your energy up if you're mm-hmm. if you're going through chemo but she's also, like, Jane is trying to treat herself. Like, she's doing all the experiments and all the things back she's in her lab. She's sciencing because that's she's what trying, she does. She's trying to science away her cancer. Mm-hmm. But then we even get uh, the the other uh, scientist guy, uh, uh, Skarsgård. Oh, yeah, he's only on the screen Skarsgård is, is just seconds. Via, via video. Yep. Which makes sense because you want to bring in all of the other people from bring the Bring in the movies. old gang. Yeah. So we get all those people showing up. They say, I don't know how to help you. Like, you're you're pretty much done. You need to get your affairs in order. Yeah. But meanwhile, she has like a dream, a vision right. that Mjolnir is calling to her. So she goes right. to New Asgard and they have it. So here we get the explanation. Right. When his hammer was destroyed, it was just laying on the ground. So they just sort of dug a hole around mm-hmm. it and picked yep. it up and brought it with them since they can't lift the thing themselves. Yeah. So yes, we are... Uh, Brought back over to New Asgard, where Valkyrie is basically lording over a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's so it's now Asgard a is theme a park. it's a tourist attraction theme park t- type of thing where families and kids and will will come and see all the the weird things that Asgard has to offer. Yep, and she's wearing three piece suits and hocking old spice. <laughs> <laughs> Want to smell like a king? <laughs> which is very it's a very old joke. It was funny. But it's, ooh, that's a stretch. <laughs> well, listen, you have to remember the timeline in this gets a little kooky sometimes because we have had jumps to the future and then we've gone to the past and some of these storylines in the different Marvel movies take place at different intervals. And it's hard to remember, like, Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Right. You know, you have to piece it all together and see the ultimate timeline. So it's weird to have that joke, but it's also perfect because you got a guy playing a pan flute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and and that's that's fair. And you also get the fucking actors back. Oh, the actors come back. Sam Neill is there and that Damon is there and, and the, the other, other Hemsworth, Hemsworth brother <laughs> not that Hemsworth brother the other Hemsworth the brother the other other Hemsworth the third one that nobody knows the name of uh, I used to know and now I forgot it's not Liam Chris Liam and other Hemsworth <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy in the um, in Westworld Westworld show yeah and then Melissa McCarthy oh my god this was god. the worst kept secret in Marvel I didn't know you didn't know I didn't this? know no oh yeah no they totally scoped her out and the three of them were all spotted filming that scene so oh, everybody on the internet was not talking I. about no, no. it no no I did not know oh yeah I totally knew I was surprised I totally knew Melissa McCarthy <laughs> was in, in this and she was hella <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. And then they show up later and they're like, we should really write a play about this. It's like, dude, 50 kids just got kidnapped. We should get started now. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I love it. Why are they there? I don't know. It's funny. It's funny. And they must be here now. It's funny. (laughs) 
Yeah. But yeah, so there's just like, this is what Thor's been up to. This is what Jane's been up to. And then we get a little montage kind of explaining their relationship. So when they were together, he, somewhere in the movie, I don't have the sequence, but it basically explains why she's able to pick up Mjolnir. Yeah, that that goes, a, that's a little bit later. Korg is picking up the story again. Yeah, Korg explains... The she love was story. teaching him, he was teaching her, but they yeah. were both afraid. And this is a lot of stuff that we, that happens off screen. Yeah. We don't get to see their actual relationship. No, we didn't get any of that shit. Yeah. So like when Thor was off being an Avenger, presumably he's also hanging out with Jane a whole lot. Yeah. But then st- stuff starts getting real bad. And they and get afraid and push each other gets, away. Yeah, he gets afraid of losing her and he pushes her away. And he keeps himself busy doing all of his Avenger and business. And she keeps herself busy writing her her big books and, right. you know, book tours and sciencing. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of uh, falls apart. Yeah. Uh, but going backwards a little bit, we missed a part where before Thor leaves the Guardians, they're on this planet that they save and they get a couple of goats. Screaming, horrible Screaming goats. goats. <laughs> all right. So as jokes go, that's funny. I understand that there that the internet loves the screaming goats. Yep. But they did it over and over and over again. And they're like human screaming goats. They're just yeah, like they're so those awful. Yeah, they're those kinds. They're those kinds of goats. <laughs> Stop it! You're ter- and they're like nine feet tall. They're huge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you you get these goats and they just keep pounding that into your head that yep. hey these are screaming goats these it's are funny hilarious, ha, ha. funny goats <laughs> it's a little much it's a little much i could i could handle it the first few times but it just got old but yeah and and before he before thor leaves again they go back on their ship and they have this like giant pile of uh, distress calls because i guess that's, that's what, what they, they do, do. Now. they go and save people and one of them is from sif Yep. The lady warrior from the other Thor movies who is apparently still alive. Yeah, she hasn't been in one since the second one? I think so. She's not even in She's Ragnarok. not in Ragnarok. And all or if of the, she is, it's for like two minutes. I don't think she is because all of the other people get killed. They do. I don't remember where the hell she is. She's not relevant to the overall story, so that's why I forget. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, Sif is there calling for Thor. She's on this other planet where the God Butcher has been. Yeah, we're just sort of tying it all together. The only yeah. reason he goes is because it's her and yeah. they split up. So yeah, the That's Guardians... That's where the split happens. The Guardians go off and do their own thing. Which we were right. The Guardians were not in this movie for right. No, right. it wouldn't make sense. It, it also kind of felt like all those guys were kind of phoning it in because they weren't really there for that long. It's like they couldn't get into character for such a short scene. Maybe it's also because they're all kind of their own little group, and Thor's this weirdo who's just kind of tagging along. <laughs> yeah, but again, it they had a weird vibe to them. Well, they're also in that era where shit was going down, like with their own director and the right. recording the third one. They probably did these concurrently. So I mean, well, they're, they're it probably all makes sense. also well, they're they're being directed by Taika Waititi yeah. instead of their normal different director. vibe. Yeah, it's it's a very different vibe with those guys, and I'm kind of glad that they weren't there a lot because it just kind of ruined it for me. 
Well, I didn't remember if this movie or the other Guardians movie was coming out first, but oh. it makes sense that this one does because otherwise, yeah. how do you explain why Thor is there it's or why Thor there. isn't there? Yeah. So they've cleaned that up and now the Guardians yeah. are off to do their third movie. <laughs> well, and I don't really understand why Thor needed to go with them in the first place other than just having something to do. They're off in space. It's what he does. And they again, they sort of explain it like he just really doesn't know what to do with himself anymore because yeah. he spent his whole life fighting and he's lost everybody that he loves. And so he just needs to find some like inner peace and figure out his own shit. Also, they said the word shit and shitty a lot in this movie. Yes, they did. That was something I remarked was, well, they're saying shit a lot. <laughs> this is like a, like pushing the line of a PG-13 movie. Yeah, this is like get, hard like, This PG-13. is also like the first Marvel movie with nudity in it. There's yeah. A, there's a naked ass. There's a butt. <laughs> yeah. You get to see a butt. <laughs> also, he's got like back tattoos and things now. <laughs> right. I wanted to get a better look at those. We might have to Google that All later. I saw was like Loki forever. R.I.P. Loki. R.I.P. Loki. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the rest of them. That was the most prominent one. Right. But again, you're somewhat distracted because it's Chris Hemsworth's ass. <laughs> and that dude is ripped. How do you ac- accomplish the shape of his upper body? Like, he's so triangular, uh-huh. muscular. <laughs> uh-huh. And then that little butt. <laughs> <laughs> he, and they even say he never skips like day. When he's in his training sequence, he doesn't skip like day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude is uh, is uh, is built. Let's say yes. (laughs) It was a treat for all you people. All the children are probably like, "Why is there a butt?" (laughs) Butts are funny. Don't you remember? And that was great. That was great how it happened. And yes. I knew it was going to happen because it's oh, yeah. in one of the it's trailers. It's in the fucking trailer. But I forgot. I also forgot this is the second time we see Russell Crowe in a row because we just watched Gladiator. It's true. <laughs> I, that was not intentional. <laughs> oh, goodness. We're totally getting off track. Sorry. There's just a lot of funny little moments in this movie. Yeah. So I'm going to get sidetracked occasionally. Yeah. So, this is, so after he finds out from Sif that the God Butcher is on his way to Asgard. That's his next stop. That's his next stop. So we get... The, the dude showing up, he puts his sword in the ground, and the shadow monsters come and kidnap the children. And fight the town and fight kill the, town. the people. Sure. And then we get Thor showing up, and he's trying to help out. But then the hammer shows up. He hears the, the noise, the that whoom, metallic whoosh. Whoom. Yep. Yeah. He's like, Milner, Milner. Right. <laughs> Who's the new guy? Oh, that guy? You're going to love that guy. (laughs) And it's Jane. That was so cool. This was a great sequence, though. They show you, like you said, the hammer. Yeah. And it's all cracked. Yeah, it's all put back back together. She can wield it, and it actually falls apart again. And the individual bits are attacking different enemies, and then it all comes back together. And the individual bits are just as strong as all of it put together. Yeah, that was cool. I liked that. Yeah. She can wield this busted up hammer. And they give you a reason why. Because during that sequence where they're talking about their relationship, Thor is basically talking to Mjolnir and says, I love her and I want to protect her and you should protect her too. Right. So he's basically imbued his hammer Mm -hmm. with, you know, a password that she can access. Basically (laughs) saying she is worthy. Yes. 
So take and, care and of I, her. And I give you, you, Mjolnir, Mjolnir. permission <laughs> to protect her. In, in this case, she can wield you. Yep. And she reads in a book that it can give you health and strength. Which it, it gives her the strength. Temporarily. But it only, only while you have the hammer. Yeah. And they show that pretty quickly. Like she puts the thing down right. and she's immediately back in her normal clothes and sure. she looks like hell. Yeah. Because she's very, very sick. Cancer's a bitch. Cancer is a bitch, guys. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, there she's there. Valkyrie's there. They kidnap the kids. Uh, we get uh, who was Heimdall's son Heimdall's kid is there. his son Astrid. I'm sorry, Axel. Axel, named after this this guy in a band that, <laughs> from uh, the 80s. this Earth band that I really like. <laughs> Call me Axel. And again, they never say oh, it. They don't say me. Axel Rose, but we all know God what he damn needs. Damn it! And he had a Guns and Roses poster yeah. in his room. Of course he did. Also, I didn't know he had a son up to this point. Right. They had to explain to us who this kid is. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the yellow eyes like Hamdell does. Yep. It's very much a retcon. Yeah, He a didn't have bit. a son before. I mean, that's the thing. They never said he did or didn't. He just was I know. never talked about. I know, but it's still, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes back to my, my feeling about this movie. A lot of it just seems forced, and they didn't have a... A through line here. They just kind of had some bits that they wanted to put together and it doesn't really fit that well. This leads to this, leads to this. Sure. It all kind of ties together. Really related, and they're just like pulling some things from the other movies here and there to give you a wink and a nod to the other people. But yeah. Yeah. I get it goes back to my thing about the first like we're about halfway through now. What we're talking By about. By this point of the movie. By this point, we're halfway through. This is the best portion of the movie so far. The rest of it could take it or leave it. It's funny. There's some good scenes. There's some cool scenes. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. From here, we decide we're going to go to the omnipotent... Omnipotent city. Omnipotent city, yes. It's where all the gods that you know and love yeah. live. Zeus is there and Hercules is there and Korg's god is there. Yeah. And just... Which, by the way, Korg's god, if it, you blink and you miss it's it... It's a great sight gag. Korg's god is sitting on, the, on a throne. Okay, first of all... Remember, Korg is made of rocks. Yes. This is important to uh-huh. remember. <laughs> Korg's god is sitting on a throne made of scissors. Because scissors are beaten by rock. Uh-huh. Get it? It's like the Game of Thrones thing <laughs> made out of the fucking swords. But it's, it's but giant it's pairs of scissors. <sighs> Comically large scissors. Again, it's it's those like blank and you miss it jokes mm-hmm. that... Just make me want to watch the movie again. Okay. If, if only just to see the jokes again. Just because uh, this is a weird and random tangent, and I'm just going to throw it in because we're talking about weird jokes. Okay. Some I haven't touched on that already happened. Uh, when Thor flies on Stormbreaker like a witch riding a broom. Yep. That was pretty great. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, there's a whole like storyline subplot about Stormbreaker having feelings and being jealous. <laughs> <laughs> And like being temperamental. Temperamental, yeah. Because he doesn't like... uh, I like that I've just gendered a a sword. I don't know. The sword. (laughs) The axe. The axe, excuse me. Uh, Doesn't like Mjolnir and that whole relationship. Uh Uh, There's a running joke about Jane's name. So (laughs) Cora calls her both Jane Fonda and Jodie Foster. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
<laughs> so yeah, stupid little tangent, funny little moment. And then we go back to the movie because I'm, I'm done talking about All right, that. tangent over. <laughs> anyway, so we get to this, this place where all the gods are hanging out and they're having a meeting of, of all the gods. Important so, plans. So they're allowed in somehow. They get disguised. They get in. They're not allowed in. They're totally not supposed to be there because they say it's invitation I only. I suppose. And then, you know, you get the joke from Ragnarok where he's like, I'm super good at disguises. And he just throws right. his cape around himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they get real disguises and they go off and start listening to Russell Crowe. Who is Zeus? Because why what, not? What What is Russell Crowe's accent here? It's like it's, an Italian, it's Greek, kind of weird. It's like, bad. We've got to plan where the orgy is. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> ancient Roman, I guess. Who the fuck knows what ancient Romans sound I like? I don't know. It's stupid. It's, it's supposed very to be stupid. stupid. Oh, my God. He is God. an ancient, ancient god. And, yeah, he's... He's like present day, like Zeus. So he's got a big belly and like a right. little, little skirt that he kind of just flicks up tutu. as he walks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he makes a big show with his lightning bolt and, you know, then he's there and gone as fast as he showed up. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like uh, Thor's up there. He says, I need the help of the gods because yeah. this guy is coming around killing gods. But of course, his whole deal is he gets down and he walks right up to Thor and says, right. I know. I know where he's I going. Am and I know. scared. Yeah. I know what he's going to do, but he's never going to make it. And he reveals he's trying to go to a place called Eternity at the center of the universe where sure. you can make a wish for anything you want. Yeah. Because there's places like this that just exist in this universe. In, in the comic book universe, of a course A place we've never heard of yeah. and will probably never reference again. Probably. Uh, but yeah, they go, they have their little, their little chat and they say, Thor, you can't leave because if you leave, you might lead them here. So we're going to trap you here, and this is where he gets you know strapped down, and he flicks away his disguise, and you get yep. you get all the bits out there. Yep, there uh, there he is, naked yep. as a jaybird, <laughs> and, like, and like pretty much the well, women most faint. People, yeah, all the all the women around Zeus faint, um, and and okay, so is the Korg is I can't remember what his species is called, but are all of Korg's species male? That's the implication here. I think they're all male yes. because they mate with each other, so to speak. They hold to hands. Make, yeah, they hold hands in molten lava. Two and dudes. They, two dudes. They hold hands and they make a baby. Yes, they do. So it's not that Cork's gay. It's that I think they're just all dudes. That's just how they reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two dudes hold hands and, th- and they make a baby. And I think uh, talking, like, as long as we're talking about it, Valkyrie is revealed here more so oh, yeah, that she's in the ladies. They're explicit about it in this movie. And they weren't that much in Ragnarok. No. Like she no, was like she was very like bummed that, you know, her her fellow warrior princesses. Yeah. <laughs> to, for lack of a better word. Listen, there's so many things. First of all, in this movie she's literally called King. Yes. She's not she's, she's not, not a queen. queen, she's king. She's a king. Uh-huh. Uh she kept that title, which is a boss move. Yeah. Uh she kisses the hand of one of the women and gives right. them a little wink. Right. He, she says to Thor, "We're on the same team." team jane and then kind of like ha you know like off she goes uh-huh. and literally when she's having a conversation with korg he says are you sad because your girlfriend died right yeah so they're very 
explicit about about as explicit as you can make it yeah and the two of them having the same it, this happens in the same conversation where yeah. he refers to her girlfriend mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he has two dads right like this is the most lgbtq moment we have had in all of marvel and i knew it was coming again they sure. said there's going to be this moment but it was just like there you go yeah here it is you were thinking it we did it <laughs> what's going to be <laughs> what are they going to do with Carol Danvers whenever that comes around? We'll see. She's right now still got just a special friend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, she died. So I don't know. She needs a new special friend. She needs a new special friend. Yep, yep. So that, again, happens in one of those TV series you have to watch so you have that context because damn Marvel intertwining shit that I ain't got time for. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, speaking of, Loki wasn't relevant. That nope. was good. That nope. was useful information. You just needed to know that Loki is dead. Loki's still dead. That time his that Loki died. And that second time he died. And the third time he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again, we're, we're kind of all over the place here. Uh, but they finally, they steal Zeus's thunderbolt, his lightning bolt thing. Yep. The weapon. Because they need another weapon. Because, I guess. Because reasons. Reasons they need a, a, a god weapon. Yes, they do. So. But they get it. They go on their way with their screaming goats. And uh, they go to a place that he was able to identify because of the vision he had with Axel. Right. And on the way, uh, Jane finally tells Thor that she has cancer. And they they They, tell each other they love each other again, Right. And, And this scene right here is the most romantic comedy portion of this entire of the romance portion of the entire movie Mm -hmm. because you could take that this entire scene take the costumes away that is directly out of a a romantic movie yeah because the two of them are basically saying stuff sucks yeah we screw this up right we still love each other and i want to be with you and i'm sick so Mm -hmm. yeah Let's, let's make the best of it yeah seize the day as it were sure and there's a passing line for where they're going as far as this place is like so dark and evil that it's a shadow planet. A shadow planet that no color exists. Right. And so if you remember in the trailer, there's all these sequences in black and white, and we're like, like, what the hell's what, that about? What, what noir sequence is this? And it's because this is where they go. Like they show up, yeah. they're pulling in, and everything goes black everything and white. Everything just kind of drains out of them. This was a great sequence. Uh-huh. Because the look of everything it was yes. shot perfectly. The light on everything needed to be perfect. Right. When she like takes the hammer and she right. kind of fires it up. Right. So there's these blue lights yep. and then there's enough light shining that you can kind of see her red cape, but it's just yep. this little orb as far right. as the light reaches. And like Thor does the same thing with with Stormbreaker yep. and Valkyrie has the golden light coming mm-hmm. from Zeus's thunderbolt and yeah they have this really dark sequence where they're almost all killed and christian bale's character shows up and basically tells them there is no god and you should stop you know why don't you join my side basically like you believe in some bullshit yeah gore goes to jane and says you're already dying yeah so you're you're going through the same thing i am because he's dying yep yeah, and Gore goes over to uh, Valkyrie and like recounts the whole 
all the Valkyries dying around her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucked Weren't up. Weren't you praying to your god then? Right. Weren't you sad? And, like, she's got tears right. streaming down her face, yeah. reliving it. Yeah, again, this this movie is a lot darker than what I was expecting for. Well, it's also... Es- especially coming off of Ragnarok. Yes. Because that one was all bright and colorful and happy and... It's, Goofy. it's a great time. Mm-hmm. There's hardly any of that in this movie. No, and... He's got that thing that they sometimes bring up, like with Thanos, they say it, you know, Thanos had a point. Yeah. He may have been extreme in his methods, but he had a point. Yeah. Gore is kind of the same, where he's just like, y'all are wasting your time. Like, I've seen my God face I to face. I met my God. I met my God. He betrayed me to my face. When has your God ever helped you? Yeah. Like, that's a dark theme for a children's hey, movie. Hey, kids. <laughs> Like, there is no God, and you should give up all your faith, because look at me. Yeah. <laughs> what did God ever do for me? What difference does it make? What? Yeah, and so he needs Stormbreaker. That's the key to the whole thing, because he needs it the opens Rainbow up the, Bridge. It opens up the Bifrost. Yep, it opens up the Bifrost, and Jane has yeeted it to the heavens, because he, right. she, he can't get it. Right. So he's just basically uh, trying to get Thor to summon it back. Right. And we get another big fight. And this is a cool scene. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it's black and white, but there's pops of color and pops of light. Also, this this planet is very small. It's a shallow planet. Yeah. There is no atmosphere. They're just on a big rock out in space. Pretty much. And he gets the axe. And now we're really fucked. (laughs) Right. Because, like, the, the kids are not there. Nope. We don't know where they are. Yeah. And so they just have no choice but to retreat, basically, and go home. And Jane is real damn sick because every time she picks up this hammer, yeah, it it's sucks draining the life her mortality. Her. Yeah, it sucks the life out of her, so to speak. So they get back. Valkyrie gets injured. Yeah. So she can't really go anywhere. So it's all up to Thor now by yeah. himself because yeah. he asks Jane to stay. He's like, it's up to you, but I would feel like garbage if I don't ask you to stay. Right. And this is where I kind of... You, you, the the character of Thor kind of betrays his own his own character, I think, because he's being selfish here. Because he got Jane basically in his mind, he got Jane back because they're cool now. They're gonna be together, and Thor wants her to stay, not only for her own sake, but for his sake too. Well, sure, but he also says it's your choice, but I'm asking you. True. And she chooses to stay. I, but yes. then she also chooses to go. She chooses to go. To go. Yes. Yeah. I get that. But it's it's kind of a, an unfair thing for her for him to even ask that of her. It is and it isn't. Like, he's trying to protect the one thing that he has cared about. Sure. That he has left. Yeah. Because, yeah, Thor's sad. Thor, the whole theme of this movie yeah. is Thor's real sad, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it in Endgame, and he still hasn't dealt with all that shit. Because it's not just all the Thanos stuff. Like, it's his mom died, and his dad died, and his brother died, and his home planet is destroyed. Yeah. And everything he loves has been ruined. Yeah, and he's supposed to still be Thor and lead everybody and be a king. And and meanwhile, he's just like, I would rather just do my job when I'm asked. And the right. rest of the time, I got to figure some shit out. Yeah. So, yeah and he gets some, some sound advice from Peter Quill. He does. Saying it is much like he, he references Gamora without saying her name mm-hmm. because we still don't know what's up with her. She's out there somewhere. She's out we'll there somewhere. We'll find out in the next one. Right. So he says to Thor, you know, I lost someone. But I still had it for 
a time. And wouldn't it be it would better? Much, it would be much better for you to actually have something and lose it than to just be empty inside. Yeah. Feel shitty about it. Right. He keeps saying, the phrase he uses is, when isn't it better to feel shitty about something than to feel right. nothing? Right. And yeah, he takes that to heart. And there's that moment from the thing where he's like, you should look into the eyes of the people you love. And Thor is just like staring at Peter Quill. <laughs> yeah. Like, even that, like, they don't even dive into that relationship. Like, what's their deal? Like, Thor clearly is like, this guy's all right. But Peter's like, this dude's fucking weird. <laughs> and he's got some problems. You know, for a dude who's a thousand years old, you sure don't know yourself. You sure? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, he asks Jane to stay. But that means Thor's got to go after this dude by himself. Yeah. And he gets there and all the kids are there. Mm -hmm. And you pointed this out. This temple they're in, there's a statue with the the six eyes. Right. It's that theme we keep seeing over and over from the Eternals. Mm -hmm. So that was in the first Thor movie. Mm -hmm. It was in Eternals. It's and also in the first Guardians movie. That's when right. They're at, they're, when they're looking at all the stones, when the Collector is talking about the stones... It's one of the Eternals. That's what it the is. The big not Thor. god guys. You're right. Yeah, it's it's it, not in Thor. It's in the it's in Guardians, but it's this big six eyed Eternals guy, whatever the fuck he's called. Big Eternals guy. <laughs> sure, but yeah, that's like this overarching thing, like these big ancients. I don't. I forget the name of them. Celestials. Celestials. That's, that's what it. it was. That's it. So. There's this statue of this six-eyed guy that comes down. It's going to come down on the kids, but then Thor saves the day. Yep. So he shows up. Gore notices him, so he summons his dark demons. So what does he do, Betsy? Well, he needs to have an army because that's what Thor does. Uh -huh. So he temporarily imbues all so, the children. All right, kids. What weapons pick do you weapon. have? Go, go and pick a weapon. Whatever you can carry. Just little bits and shards. So he does the thing that Odin does. Say, okay, for temp temporarily, I am imbuing you with the with the power of Thor. And all the children have Thor powers, and they're running into battle fighting shadow <laughs> demons. Yeah. And one of them is like a little princess with a wand. One of them has a bunny rabbit that shoots eyes. A little fluffy bunny. <laughs> it's yeah. a great sequence. And the kids save, save the day, and they're able to go home because he uproots uh, Stormbreaker. Yeah. And like, he's hey like, kids, here you go. Here you go. Axel. Yep. Take your dad powers and do your thing yep. and get get everybody home. And by this point, Jane has shown up yeah. and there's only one way to destroy this guy and it's to destroy his sword. Yep. But even that's not going very well. And yeah, it's just sort of like a lot of back and forth. And they have that look. They have that look between them. Yeah. Thor looks at Jane and Jane looks at Thor and Jane's yep. like, I know what I got to do. And he's yep. like, please don't. But she's got to do it. Yeah. And yeah, it basically kills her. She's gonna die because she uses up whatever strength she's got left to take this guy out. Yeah. Well, and to, to, to take out the to sword. To take out the sword. And it was a weird thing where, you know, she, the, the, the pieces of, of the hammer uh, go out there and destroy the, the sword. And then the sword pieces get pulled in with the hammer pieces. And all into a blob. It's, of it's all one big blob of stuff. And she uses that the last of her power to lightning the shit out of it and smash it onto the ground. Yep. And yeah. it dissolves. And she collapses. Yeah. Causing her to collapse. And she still has her, her garb on. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get rid of that right away. But yeah, the sword dissolves. And then Gore 
is free. Because the, the panel, the, the path is now open. Right, and now that the, the portal is open to the uh, uh, eternity. 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 So the, the, we finally get into there, and it's this big, vast pool of liquid, well, pool of water. Deal. We've seen this motif before, because this is basically where Thanos goes after he snaps his fingers, remember? He's in this big room of just emptiness where Gamora is like where little, little Gamora, Gamora is. is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of that motif. And the big statue at the end is like this outer celestial being. Yeah. This, there's this outline and within this shape is like galaxies, galaxies, and stars. Well, whatever it is. Well, and I said, isn't that the guy so, from what if you identified the shape of this thing is the guy from what if. Because I, I was the, the eye. It's the, the watcher. watcher yeah. The, the, where one of the eyes is is a big bright star. I yeah. remember that motif. And yeah, you looked it up. It is. It totally is. Yeah. So this is what you're apparently making a wish on. We really have to finish watching that show because we started and haven't finished it. Right. Even though we said we were uh, two months ago <laughs> when we watched <laughs> right. Doctor Strange. Right. Shut up, guys. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, their big climactic scene you know, Gore has won. Yeah. And Thor basically tells him. Also, I hate the fact that it's Thor and Gore. That's really stupid. It's dumb. Uh, but he says, you win. You win. I'm going to choose gonna, love. You're going to go ahead and, and, and do your wish. Yeah. Which. I'm presu- about to die. Presumably your wish is to have all gods die. So instead he, he uses reverse psychology on him. He does do that. And say, you know what? You're gonna do do what you what you're gonna do. You I'm do not gonna you. try to stop you. I'm gonna go and spend whatever time I have left with the woman that I love. Mm-hmm. I choose love. Yep. You do what you're gonna do. But then he re- Gore realizes, you know what? What I really wish was that my daughter could have lived. Yeah, and he tells him, "You could do that. Yeah, you it's could bring your her back. wish." So he manages to get through. And again, this is where it is really good that it's somebody like Christian Bale because he's just an amazing actor. He can pull that off. He can pull off that kind of emotional swing from evil to devastation to uh, acceptance in moments. Well, all of that corruption in him is gone. Yeah. Like his teeth are back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um and that was a, kind of a... eyes are normal. Yeah, it's kind of a striking thing to see Christian Bale with, like, all kind of, like... Well, it's, like, the black, jagged teeth. Yeah, but like then he's got get, a mouthful of oil. Right, and that looked really good mm-hmm. for... I mean, it's, it's fake, obviously, because yeah. Christian Bale's actual teeth are kind of... It's very unique how has, his teeth are. He has unique teeth. Yes, he does. Yeah, but like <laughs> going from like the black teeth to his Christian Bale teeth, that's right there the the transition that I mm-hmm. saw. But anyway, um so he he gets to have his wish. He is dying. He is literally dying here. So but his wish is to have his daughter come back to life and have a life. And he's but he says that she why would I bring her back? She's gonna be all alone because I'm dying. Right. And Jane says, No, she's not gonna, she's be, not alone. gonna be alone. Meaning Thor will watch her. Sure. Thor will take care of her. Right. And she comes back and he dies. He gets mm-hmm. to see his daughter. And it's it's a nice moment because Again, Marvel has a good way in some of these cases where you actually have empathy for these villains. Some of them are irredeemable. Yeah. But most of them, the good ones, you actually give a shit. And yet and they, he's and a kinda, monster in this movie. They go out of their way to say the sword is corrupting anybody who is 
yeah. who is influenced by it. Yeah, he is a man seized by grief and opportunity, yes. Yes. basically. Yeah. And yeah, he brings his daughter back and then Jane dies. And Jane does the thing that Odin did in Ragnarok yeah. where he just sort of turns into little golden sparkles mm -hmm. and flies away yep. because she's going to Valhalla. Uh-huh. Going to Valhalla. So how do you feel about this? Do you think it was the right move to kill Jane off? Was it relevant, necessary? Do you think there was a world in which we would have brought her back on board that they could have lasted and been happy? No, I think it remains to be seen whether it's a good move or not, because we have no idea what they're going to do with Valhalla, mm -hmm. because you could you know, bring it back in Thor 5 if there's going to be a Thor 5. They said at the end, Thor will return. We don't right. know what that means. Right. So, it, it, like I said, it remains to be seen what that's going to be. I think from... Thor, the actual Thor's perspective, it is better for him to have that redemption, not redemption, but have him have that experience with her again and make it all right. She's because they left on poor terms. Yeah. And by the end here, they have reconciled. If all things being equal, they would have ended up together. But she has stage four cancer. She is going to die. And no magic or anything else is going to stop that. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, she's kind of the reason he shut down, and he's she's also the reason he's going to open. Like, she says... She says She it. says, don't close yourself off. Yeah. Stay open. Yeah. Like, you have to put yourself out there. And the last sequence we see with him, he's dad Thor now. Right. With this little girl who's, like, fighting with him and shooting lasers out her eyes. <laughs> and by the way, Betsy... That's, That's his actually daughter. his daughter. Yeah, That's I That's the thing so. I read before we so started this. I had seen somewhere along the way that his daughter had some part in this. Yeah. But it didn't really occur to me, oh, That's she's playing his actually daughter. Actually, <laughs> his daughter. <laughs> Which yeah. is a nice touch. Because it is. they have cute chemistry. Yeah. And you don't need to teach her how to be his daughter. Sure. Because she could just be his daughter. Right. Like, I don't want to put my boots on. <laughs> you know, go have a fight. I don't like pan, pan, what do they call it? Pan, pan flaps. flaps. <laughs> you love pan flaps. I've never had pan flaps. <laughs> And yeah, the two of them like open their little hut door wherever they are. And he's like, okay, you see those aliens? Those are the good aliens. We're going to protect them. And those are the bad ones. And it's just the two of them running in slow motion out into battle. Yeah. And she's carrying this axe that's twice her size. Yeah. And they. And we don't really know what the, her deal is because like we don't know who her mother is. No. Nope. Um, you know, she got. Put back into existence by I think, this god killer, but like we don't, I, I have no idea what her deal is. So she's brought back and she's basically like a little mini celestial or something because sure. she's got like superpowers. She's got laser eyes. She's got laser eyes and she can wield that fucking axe. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they say, again, Korg is like telling his story. Mm -hmm. There's this sort of narration throughout and he says, you know, Thor and his daughter. Uh, are better known as Love and Thunder. Yeah. And that's where we get the name of the movie mm -hmm. because she's the love and he's the thunder. And it's like, oh, it's the name of the movie. <laughs> I like it when you don't know what the title means until sure. they just tell you like some point in the movie. Right. And it made me think of like Kubo and the Two Strings yeah. because they don't explain what the two strings are until like mm -hmm. way late in that movie. Mm -hmm. 
And same thing here, like Love and Thunder. It's just kind of a catchy name. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it, I get it. Uh, yeah, and then there's a credit sequence where all the font is like every album yeah. art font from the 70s and 80s, and yeah. it's just mwah, I wonder mwah. if like they, they gave all of these people, like, here's your choice. You get to be which kind of font do you want to be, be to have your, your, maybe, your maybe name not. in the credits. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, there's like the yacht rock kind of font. Here's the fucking metal bands. Here's the metal bands. and yeah. Yeah, It was really good. It's but then, bright. It's colorful. It's fun. It's Thor. After that sequence, we get the mid-credit sequence with Zeus. He's still alive. Yeah, we thought he was dead. He's not dead. He's a god. He's okay. They patched him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, we get him like on his throne, just speaking to someone to the to somebody who off-screen. Yeah. And yeah, he basically is like, you know. People used to respect the gods. Mm-hmm. People used to be afraid of the gods. And I think it's some bullshit that nobody respects us anymore. So we're right. going to do something about that. Yep. What do you think? Hercules. Yeah. So who was that? I recognize that actor, but I don't remember who he is. His name is Brett Goldstein, better known as Roy Kent in the Ted Lasso show. Okay. We haven't watched... That show, but no. I've seen his face because Ted Lasso is one of those shows yeah. that is so prolific and all over. From the it's people, hard to not recognize from, the actors. Yeah, from the people who have watched Ted Lasso, I have heard that the Roy Kent character is one of the best characters in the show. And again, guys, it's we don't a TV watch TV. Show. We don't watch TV. We don't watch TV. <laughs> this is a movie podcast. It takes up a lot of our time. It's true, and I'm anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that's the Hercules character. So apparently, Hercules is going to be in here now. Maybe question right. mark. So I don't know why we decided that we needed to like mix all the mythical gods together. Why not? We got the Norse gods. We got the Greek gods. Uh, the, I don't know. It's just not Marvel to me. Because reasons. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole universe. And, you know, maybe if we tie him in and bring back the Eternals, like, that could have some interesting... I don't know. Because, of course, if you remember in the Eternals, they all have these names sure. of other gods that ended up being yeah. Um, yeah. relevant to human beings. Yeah, I guess you, you could probably go that direction. So there might be some tie-in there in the future. I yeah. just hope if they make another Eternals that it's just better. That's all. It wasn't bad. I just want more. And now they've learned from their mistakes. Maybe they can tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. And now we've gotten the first one out of the way. We can have some fun with those characters. Let's hope. Because the Eternals was kind of a bummer to me. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So that's kind of the end of that movie. Were there any other little moments or things? I realize I forgot uh, that when they're wrapping things up... Uh, Korg grows his body back. He's he's smashed and he's on just right, a face. Right. He grows his body back and he meets somebody named Dwayne. His name is Dwayne the Rock. His name is Dwayne the Rock. Anyway, and anyway. they hold hands and they make a baby rock man. <laughs> he has a mustache as he well. Has a mustache. <laughs> Why does he have a mustache? I don't know. Maybe that's like a slight uh, you know gay reference. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, yeah, any other, other moments you like that we didn't already hit on? There's so many sprinkled throughout. They're blinking, you'll miss it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to watch it again. Not because, you know, I really love the movie, but I don't want to miss anything. Like, we've watched Ragnarok a dozen times. I love Ragnarok. It's really good. <laughs> no, I think I've, I've said all I wanted to say about this. Again, I, I liked most of it. 
it is not the best Marvel movie by by any by any stretch. Um, I enjoyed it. It did move the story along a little bit, but uh, I think Marvel fans are going to just have to be disappointed going forward because we're not going to have the big, huge Thanos level threat going on. I don't think they have to be disappointed. I think they need to be realistic that we That's, aren't going to yeah, have. You're going to be realistic Thor. if you if you're looking for that. Set your expectations low yeah. enough to just have fun. This movie is fun. Yeah, I liked this movie. And I have one final thing here. I I don't I I maybe read something um, in reference to there is a thing in the Marvel comics. It is the Young Avengers. Okay. So think about what we've seen so far. We've got the Ms. Marvel character. We've got uh, Thor's daughter, quote unquote. We have, uh, what was her name? America. We've got America. From Doctor Strange. Yep. Yep. Uh, We've got, um, I think there's somebody in the Hawkeye show. Maybe. That is going to be... Oh, yeah. The other yeah. Guy. Also, they're all women so far. Are you catching this theme? Yeah. I uh, want the badass women of uh, Marvel we've, movies. We've also got um, She-Hulk coming up. Yeah. I'm sensing a theme. Give it to us. Give us the badass Marvel women movie. <laughs> and there's going to be more, I'm sure, that they're setting things up I so that it. you're going to have another young slate of superheroes. Yep. And you're going to... Put all that shit on Disney Plus because that's where the kids go. I don't care where it is. I just want it. <laughs> I, I, I fully, fully believe that that's where they're going with all this stuff. But then again, we've got stuff coming down the pike like Blade and the Fantastic Four stuff. Yep. It's, it's, it's still all coming, but I just don't think we're ever going to get the continuity between all the movies again. Nope, we're back to... You have your adventures, and you have your adventures, yeah. and they sometimes overlap a little bit. They're yep. just sprinkling There's going to be winks and nods, and maybe we're going to have some cameos, but other that's than that, get. that's all we're going to get no from No more Avengers out. movies. Yep. We're done with those. Until the Young Avengers. Until the Young Avengers. Anyway, Betsy, I'm going to stop talking about this movie. We got a couple of emails we got to read. Yeah. What do you got? So we've got a couple of uh, emails here about our cult classic series. Yeah, the end of our cult classic series. The last one we covered was Clue. Yeah. So we've got an email here from Mo. Uh, the 1985 movie Clue is a comfort movie for my family. The first time I had seen it was in the mid-2000s, and then I showed it to my parents. The dry and sarcastic humor with the over-the-top slapstick is definitely the sort of thing my dad and I bond over. I love <laughs> I love the stupid things people bond over this the, is very much dads. Yeah, this is a family movie through yes, and through. absolutely. It's cheeky, it's slapstick, like you said, and yeah, it's, it's really good. It's great. And the fact that her dad and her mom also hadn't seen it Sure. Come the 2000s. Sure. So, you know, it's a 20-year-old movie at that point. Right. That's great. Uh, your question about Clue being a play, there is a staged musical version. That's yeah, what we, I thought. Yeah, we forgot to, get to, to mention that. Yep. It is pretty entertaining because the humorous murder mystery is such a classic. A few years ago, a local university had put it on. I don't remember if there were different or alternate endings each night like the film, but for everybody's sake, I really hope there are. Toodles, Mo. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, thanks, Mo. Yeah, that is kind of how you have to do it, but that yeah, would that's be what I said. a nightmare for the cast. Well, <laughs> you would only have like maybe three versions of it. I guess. But and it's only the end 
really well maybe i don't know <laughs> there's a way so. to do it but yeah you're right uh from like being a cast member because you have to set it up differently every time if there's a different result at yeah. the end you got to learn three different kinds of scripts and and if you have to have a prop like the end of this movie it revolves around whoever has the gun yeah that's the murderer or whatever okay but how do you do that in a live show and make sure that that person ends up with the gun at the right time how do you remember what ending it would be a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) we also got uh, another email from stephanie about clue as well she says i love this movie it is for sure one of my favorite comedies I saw it for the first time on Comedy Central, and then, because I loved it, someone gave it to me on DVD when I was in high school. Nice. That's a good friend. Uh, The cast is incredible. The script is hilarious. The overall movie is just gold. Christopher Lloyd has always been an old man to me, too. So, I assume this and Back to the Future was filmed several years apart. So funny. The ending, the ending uh, Wadsworth recap is my favorite too, Trent. Uh, though I love when the cop comes and they're all trying to make the dead people look alive-ish. <laughs> also, quote, flames, flames on the side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> the visual gags are brilliant. Mrs. White reminds me of the statistic that widows tend to live longer than their married counterparts, and it is the opposite for widowers. Fair enough. Yeah, well, I mean, just in general, ladies tend to live longer than uh, dudes do anyway. Yeah. So that would make sense. Back to the email. I love a good whodunit, and Knives Out and Sherlock were both really great. Love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. P.S. More cult classics I enjoy. Uh, All right, we're going to list them off here. We're going to say whether or not we've seen them or not. Uh, First is Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. We've seen that. I've seen it many times. You've seen it many times. I've only ever seen it once. Betsy showed it to me years and years ago. I watched it a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a movie that I didn't really get all that much. I would have to watch it again. Yeah, I think that one is. If you like weird movies, you'll probably like that. That's definitely a weird one. If you don't like weird movies, it's a Mm, crapshoot. Yeah, you might. Who knows? Uh, Next is Empire Records. I love Empire Records. Never seen it. That was one that I had a bunch of friends at work who loved it. It's you know from the mid '90s, and I didn't see it till like ten years ago. Yeah. And I get why people like it. It's just stupid teen fun, and I like it. Maybe we'll get to that one in a future episode. Maybe. Uh, next is Event Horizon. Never seen it. Uh, no, I haven't watched that one. Mm-mm. It's one that was on TV a lot when I was a kid, I feel I know like. the name, I just don't know anything about the movie. Nor do I. Nor space? do I. Space. Or it's aliens come to Earth. Space. I don't know. Who knows? Space stuff. It's a sci-fi. I know yeah. that. Uh, next is Super Troopers. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Super You've Troopers. You've seen it. I've seen it many times. It's just not for me. Like, it's sort of funny. There are moments that I find funny, but there are moments I find disgusting. Betsy doesn't really get into, like, the very, very stupid stuff. Like, I liken that to your dislike of Jackass movies. I'm not watching Jackass. I will never watch Jackass, and you can stop asking. (laughs) (laughs) All of you. All parties. Uh, Then we got Army of Darkness. I've never not seen it. That one, nope. nope. That might be on a list coming up later on this year. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Heather's, which Heather's was actually a runner-up 
of uh, cult classics. Yep, it was on the short list. Yep. I have watched it exactly one time. I have not seen it. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, same thing. I have seen it exactly one You've time. You've seen it once. I have not seen it. Uh, that was another another one on the list. Uh, and the last two we've seen, Office Space and The Big Lebowski. I have seen The Big Lebowski one time. I've seen it twice. And I have seen Office Space, I think, twice. I've seen Office Space, I don't know, maybe ten times. Well, I've told you about the first time I watched Office Space. I'll never forget it. I was in college in my dorm room, and one of my friends who lived across the hall was like, let's watch Office Space. And we kept having to stop the movie because my phone kept ringing. I was like, what the hell? Not my cell phone. This is, you know, early 2000s. I, I had a cell phone, but nobody had that number. Your dorm phone. And it was my dorm phone. So the landline kept ringing and it was somebody calling from a bar in north carolina what the fuck somebody you never told me this i've never oh god so yeah what we think happened was that some girl was trying to get rid of a guy so she gave him a fake number well the fake number she gave him happened to be my dorm room number which was a real number so the first time it rings somebody calls and they're like who is this and I said, this is Betsy. Like, who is this? Mm-hmm. And I find out they're in some bar in North Carolina. I was like, well, if this is like, yeah, I found your number on the back of a coaster at a bar in North Carolina. Uh-huh. It's like, well, I'm not in North Carolina. I'm in Wisconsin. Goodbye. And I hung up the phone. Phone rings again. Same thing. Somebody else found different the dude. coaster. Different person. Oh, fuck. The th- I, it happened two or three times, and finally they said, do you want me to throw this away? Please. Because I don't want to keep getting phone calls. And I remember this because I was watching Office Space, and I kept having to pause the fucking movie because <laughs> the phone kept ringing. Oh, wow. And I will never forget that. It was so random. No, it was just you've like not told me this Somebody story. had written a random string of numbers, and it happened to be my landline phone number in Wisconsin, in, Wisconsin yeah. in this one dorm room specifically. It was my freshman year of college. Jeez. And I never lived there again. But yeah, there you go. That's how I know I watched Office Space. That's Office Space, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love Office Space. It's that kind of humor that really tickles me. Yeah. Like the uh, the workplace, like I hate my job kind of shit. Yep. Go in the nine to five grind. Screw the corporation you work for. Uh Fuck yeah. What am I doing? Why does it matter? Yep. Etc. Yeah, we're probably eventually gonna have to watch Extract just because I know you like Mike Judge, as we yep. talked about in our recent Idiocracy episode. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about a cult classic, Office Space? That's kind of his jam. Like Mike, yeah. Mike Judge is good at uh, getting movies that people don't love immediately, but they find it and they like it later. Yeah. So it has later life success. All right. Uh, and then Lebowski, again, I've seen it a couple of times. I didn't get it at first. That's my thing, is I didn't really get it, and I've only watched it once. But I, I like the Coen Brothers. I want to see yeah, it again. Yeah, and I can't remember if I saw that or Fargo first for mm-hmm. Coen Brothers stuff. I've also, I think, only watched that beginning to end once. Fargo? Uh-huh. I think I've seen it twice. We watched part of it together not that long ago. Yeah, it was just one of those movies that was on it. TV. No, you just put it on. I did? And you watched like half an hour of it and then okay. never finished it. <laughs> yeah, we do that sometimes. We do that sometimes. You do that all the it's time. It's the royal we. The royal Yesterday, we. we finished the last halves of uh, four, four movies <laughs> that we had started. We had like 20 minutes in this one, okay. 40 minutes in that one. <laughs> to be fair, one of them we started with somebody else. Right. We were on our trip. We watched one and then it was time for bed. Yeah, so we didn't we watched it. 
we had started four movies. We finished the, all four movies last night. <laughs> we watched the ending of Palm Springs, which we uh, covered on the show. The Day After Tomorrow. Yep. Independence Day, which, of course, we started on July 4th. <laughs> and Spotlight. An odd an odd, an, odd, an odd pairing of all those four movies together. I get it, but hey, we like a lot of kinds of movies. And sometimes we just watch things that we've seen a hundred times and yeah. then go to bed. We'll just like put it on at the end of the night or we'll put it on during dinner. Yep. Like I'm just scrolling through and say, hey, let's start watching this movie because we just got finished with another big series. It's usually because something we have talked about triggers the yeah. conversation. That's usually how it is and it's kind of subconscious. Yeah. Well, like the fact that when we were on vacation, we wanted to put on a movie that we had seen before just because it doesn't matter if we finish it. And you put on I Love You, Man. Yeah. And we watched the entirety of I Love You, Man. <laughs> and then the next day, you put on Palm Springs. I was like, is there some weird role that you have to put on a movie while we're on this trip that stars both Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons? I and you hadn't even <laughs> thought about no, it. No, not at all. I also mentioned last night when we were finishing the, the, the day after tomorrow and independence day i said why do the quaid brothers have to be the ones to save the day yep, in all these had, disaster we movies we had two quaids yeah <laughs> now we've got to get one with his son in it because there his son's go. an actor too there now. you go <laughs> all right betsy this episode has gone on way too long about nothing about nothing <laughs> so shut up and listen guys <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna end it here Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Mo, for the emails. If you would like to send us an email and tell us your thoughts about all the Marvel stuff or anything, else, like, do you start movies like I do and then not finish them until, or like, months later? Or have you ever later? just, like, given up on a movie? I think we've talked about that before, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, there's a rare time where we'll start something and be like, I cannot finish this movie. Yep. It's rare. Yes. Email us, neverseenitpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, neverseenitpod. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It is never seen at pod one on those two things. You can do the search on there. I don't know how people find us these days, but find but us. people are finding us. And that's awesome. If you're brand new to the show, please email us with whatever you're listening to. If you just listen to the Palm Springs episode, let us know what you think about that. I don't care. You do not have to keep up with us. This is not a topical co- this conversation. This is not meant to be sec- sequential. <laughs> no, I, we do not expect you to watch all of the goddamn movies we are watching. No, no, That's no, why no, we're no. doing two of them per week so that we can have as much content out there as possible. To support all this content, click the link in the podcast description to go to the page on Anchor and throw us a buck if you want to do that. Please also share us with your friends. Facebook and Instagram is a great place to do that if you can't support us monetarily. But that's it. I'm going to shut up now. This has been another episode of Never Seen It. My name is Trent. My name is Betsy. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.